Hi, this is Brooke Taylor, and welcome to my podcast. I want to thank you for joining me today, and I really hope this inspires you. I hope it builds your faith and encourages you as you go through your week, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. All right, so today's episode, I have a very special guest. Might be one of my favorite humans on planet Earth. Your favorite human on planet Earth. (laughs) My boyfriend, Andrew, is uh, joining today's episode, and I feel like we've talked about doing this episode for, I don't know, like a couple months now. Just Yeah, you brought it up, and I was like, yeah, it's not the worst idea. <laughs> Just having him on the podcast, sort of sharing our story, how we met, that kind of thing. And um, I actually, on Instagram, had some questions that some of you guys sent in that we're going to talk about, discuss, do all that kind of stuff, but we're, we're going to share our story here on uh, Blessed with Brooke. So let's start with question numero uno. Franny says, how did y'all meet? You want to take this one? Oh, uh, we met at church. Yeah, I was just kind of wandering through the lobby one day, wearing my Florida Gator hoodie and doing whatever I was doing, probably moving some furniture or something. <laughs> and you're like, hey, you like the Gators? And I was like, no, I'm just wearing the hoodie. And then you definitely didn't pick up on it. And then I was just like, oops. <laughs> no, I do like the Gators. And you're like, oh, that's wild. My whole family went there. I'm a huge Gator fan. And we just talked about Gator sports for like four months. I know, because you were not interested in dating. No, I had no interest in any relationship after, like, I had gone through some things with other people, and, like, it didn't work out. It was, like, kind of a weird, awkward, and, like, I'm like, nope, done with that. Not doing this. I'm just going to hang out with the kids and uh, in the children's ministry I work with. Uh, I just want to hang out with the kids. I'll do whatever else they want me to do here, but that is it. I know. And then here comes Brooke Taylor stomping along. But I was also in the same kind of like mindset too. Like I had just come out of a a relationship, like it was like seven or eight months ago. And then I was just like, no chance, like just focusing on, you know, being a church, doing the right thing and like just focusing on me. And then I see this guy in a gator hoodie and I'm like, it is Chicago, Illinois. Like, why is this guy walking past me in a gator hoodie? And that just like really sparked a friendship. Like neither of us were interested in each other, like more than just friends. Yeah, not at all. So then um, what November rolled around and then I asked you to come to my friend's giving mm-hmm. at my apartment. Didn't want to go because I was like afraid I was going to be the only dude. And sure enough, show up and I'm the only dude. Yeah, but I mean, it worked out, right? I mean, it worked out. Yeah. <laughs> this is really awkward because I'm not like a social person by any stretch. And I even texted Josh Jones and I was like, Josh, I'm supposed to go to this friend's giving, but I'm afraid I'm going to be the only guy because that would be my luck. And then I'm going to sit there awkwardly the whole time. He's like, no, nah, man, you got to go. You gotta go. So I was like, all right. Josh Jones is my best friend. Well, one of my best friends. I shouldn't mm-hmm. say my best friend. He's one of, he's my brother. Anyway, um, yeah, I showed up and I was like one of 11 people and I was the only male. <laughs> so I had like no security blanket. I just got thrown right into the fire. It's like, oh, hey, here's this pretty girl that has no interest in you and you have no interest in. But you're, then you're sitting there, you're like, do I have interest in her? No, I don't. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> you're like talking to yourself out of it. Yeah. Heck yeah, I was. I was like, okay. And then you're like, here's here. Try this. In. And then I made this. And I was like, dang, this is fire. And I like, I love food. And I was like, dang, she's a smoke show. And she throws down in the kitchen. I was like, no, Andrew. I'm like sitting there like smacking my hand away. Like, stop it. But we were like, Focus. but on that topic, like we were texting friends, I guess you could say. Like, yeah, we never all we really, talked about was the gators. Yeah, we never how bad hung they out. they sucked. <laughs> gators are always terrible. Hey, watch it. They're seven and three, about to be eight and three this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I'm also undefeated in person, I might add. Right. Well, we'll talk about that later, too. How I took you to your first gator game. It was sweet. It was awesome. Um, but yeah, no, we, you and I were friends for a solid couple months. I don't know, like three yeah. or four months. And then after church one day, it was a Sunday night after our evening service, and a couple of us were like, hey, let's go get pizza. 
You ended up showing up. Everybody else bailed. So it ended up being me and my friend and then you. Yeah, of course. That's always how it works out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so him and my friend were like making fun of me the whole night, but not in like a bad way, but just like teasing me. Yeah, because I was uncomfortable. I'm not a social person. <laughs> and then, um, so there was one point where you said something and I was just like pretending to pout like, oh, like that's so mean. And you like walked, you like got out of your seat, you walked around the table and you like hugged me and you're like, oh, I'm sorry, like joking around. But there was just like, we didn't ever really have like any interaction with each other. It was always just like friends face to face. We didn't like high five or like hug. Like it was just always just like. No. I was afraid you had a boyfriend anyway. (laughs) But you hugged me and I was like, wait, am I interested in this guy? Like I haven't been, but like that hug felt weird. And then I don't know. I feel like from then on, we just started to get like really flirtatious and like text messages. Kind of, I guess. Yeah. You started it. You always I, say that, but I don't think I did. You definitely did. And then I was just like, oh, there's an opening. I'm going to shoot because shooters shoot and you shoot to get hot and you shoot to stay hot. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so anyway, fast forward, we ended up grabbing lunch uh, one Thursday afternoon. And after that, I don't know, you went to Nashville for your birthday. Wait, you got you can't just like gloss over this <laughs> because we've been battling since we started dating. You thought it was a date. All I said was, hey. I'm going to go grab, or no, you want a Chipotle. And I was like, oh yeah, well, me and my buddy are going to Big Wig down the street. Like, it's not Chipotle, but it's pretty good. And it was like three blocks from your apartment and like one block, maybe a block and a half from my office. So like, it worked out. And you're like, yeah, sure. And then long story short, I ditched my friend just to go be with you. And then I talked to him. I was like, sorry, Matt. Like, he's like, oh no, I saw. I understand now. It makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) And he gave me knucks and that was that. But you thought it was a date. I didn't view it as a date. I was just like, oh, yeah, we'll grab lunch. But, well, I mean, I always say that still to to this day was our first date. It felt like a date to me. We were just like getting to know each other. It was in the afternoon. It was just like, you paid for my food. Yeah, I was, that's what a gentleman does. <laughs> All right. I extend the invite. I better follow up. You're right. You're right. But anyway, after that, we had that lunch. And then you left a couple weeks later to go no, to- No, a couple days later. I left the next day for Nashville. Oh, okay. So then you left for Nashville yep. for your birthday. Yep. Then there was this one point where I was just like, hey, I miss you. Like, you should come back. Yeah. Which threw me for a loop. Was not expecting that. I tossed my phone to my friend. And I was like, uh, read this to make sure that I read this correctly. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, yep, sure enough. And I was like, Alrighty then. So then you were talking about how you were coming back and you were like, yeah, like my dad's supposed to pick me up from the airport. And I was just like, oh, I'll pick you up from the airport. Mind you, like I didn't have a car at this time. Like I sold my car, didn't have a car at this point in my, uh, in my life. So I rented a car. I pretended like it was mine. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to pick you up from the airport in this car. That's yeah. really nice. You didn't tell me you rented a car until like months after. I know. And you were just like, what the heck? Yeah. Because I always was like, oh, you want to hang out? You're like, yeah, you can come here like to the city. We'll do some downtown. I was like, well, you have a car too. But it turns out you didn't have a car. I did not have a car. So I rented a car to pick this fool Finesse. up from the airport. <laughs> and then I drove him all the way back to Indiana where he lives in Whiting. And then I drove all the way back to the city and returned my rental car and then walked back to my farm. (laughs) (laughs) It was such a spectacle. But anyways, all in the name of love, right? So then we were at, what, Top Golf with some of your buddies? Yeah, next week. And then, day after my birthday. Right. So it was your the, your birthday weekend. We were having some like dinner and stuff with your friends, playing top golf. And I was just like, you know, you could call me your girlfriend, right? And you were just like, 
okay. <laughs> yeah, because it was like we we hung out the week before. He told me but you picked me up from the airport, and you're like, oh yeah, you can call me a girlfriend. And I was like, well, that escalated quickly. And I was like, all right, whatever, let's do this. But then you also were like, well, I was gonna like talk to you about that. Yeah, like- I mean, yeah, because you got to establish like ground rules, like and intentions, and you can't just like because. You, it's really easy to fall in that trap of like, hey, let's hang out like a whole bunch. And then one person thinks one thing and the other person thinks another thing. So I needed to make sure we we're on the same page. And then you're like, hey, you just called me your girlfriend. I was like, well, pay, same page. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so in, you know, the long eight minutes that we just told you our little meeting story, that's, uh, that's how we met. That's how we started dating. And the rest has been kind of history, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, it's still going on. So it's the present. Yeah, that's then to present, I guess. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Next question. Thanks for that question, by the way, Franny. Uh, Christy says, what is your favorite thing about each other? Mm. I'll let you go first. <sighs> I went first last time. Put me on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. You can't steal my answer. That's how this works. Okay. So my favorite thing about you is, um, this is going to sound really strange, but I'll like back it up with some of the story. You're like just so great with kids that like, Seeing you light up around children is like one of the weirdest things ever because guys usually aren't like that, I feel like. Yeah, it's usually like an excuse. Like, he's ugly, but he's great with kids. He's super nice. Like, no. So that's a great start. Not at all. You know what I mean? So Andrew works in the children's ministry at our church. So like he's the... He's like the baby whisperer is what we call him. Cause like whenever a kid is crying or something, they literally are like, all right, go to uncle Andrew. And then boom, like for some reason they just stop crying. Like, I don't know what it is about you, but you just have this like calming presence around you. Big soft teddy bear. (laughs) But you're just so good with kids. And like, I don't know. It just makes, I don't know. It makes me feel some type of way. Like it warms my heart. makes me feel like snuggly and like fuzzy and weird. And just like, Oh, stop looking at me like that. (laughs) Looking at like anything, it just makes me feel all like squishy, and it's just cute. And you're just so good with kids, and I love it. Unbelievable. (laughs) I love kids, though. It's it's like it's so frustrating because I can't because I'm like I'm a grown man, and people are like, "Why is this grown man staring at my kid?" Like you're like I I work in kids ministry. Literally, I'll be walking down the street, and like a parent will be walking their kid. I'll stick my hand out for a high five, and then like the kid will give me a high five or look at me like I'm really weird. And the parents like, "Why? What are you doing?" (laughs) It's like sorry. Exactly. It's so sweet. I love it. My favorite thing about you, huh? Um, you're like the Shaq to my Kobe. Wait, or what does Pippen that mean? the to my Jordan. <laughs> like, <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? Everybody knows what that means that's listening, who loves sports. You, uh, Jordan couldn't have been Jordan without Pippen. Kobe couldn't have been Kobe without Shaq. I know, but there's a lot of females that listen to my podcast okay. that might not you're be sports like a, fans. You're, yeah, you're a great teammate. You're a rock. Like, you make me better than I could be on my own. And, like, you make me want to be better. And you're just solid. It doesn't matter, like, what... Like, we've dealt with a lot this year, and you haven't, like, flinched. So, you know, we're just going after that championship. Like Shaq and Kobe or Jordan and Pippen. So, Andrew was a... Uh, he was an athlete his whole life. I was an athlete my whole life. So, like, we don't lose. No, we don't. <laughs> we do not take the L. No. Um. So sweet. I love you. I love you, too. <laughs> uh, next question is Jamie. She says, do y'all share the same faith? Yes. That's short answer. Yeah. We yep. both go to the same church. We believe in Lord, the Lord. Yeah. Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Amen. So yeah, that's the answer to that question. Uh, Jordan says, do you think that God sent you both to each other? I think you are couple goals. (laughs) 
I love it. That's Hashtag probably relationship yeah, goals. I was gonna say that's probably the first time I heard that one. But uh yeah, I guess. I mean, the way it worked out and kind of unfolded, it wasn't like an accident. I don't think it, I think there's too much that like lined up in a in a way that it lined up to be more than coincidence. Right. Well, I always say, I always like tease. Everybody's like, why are you a Gator fan, Andrew? And I was like, because the Lord planted that seed when you were a child. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I liked Gators as a kid. I saw them on ESPN chomping away. And they used to be really good for a long time. And I was like, all right, sweet. And then I kind of went, ran with it. And then here we are. For sure. And I mean, I think a lot of people in you know relationships, they always say like the second you're not looking for a relationship, it's going to show up. And I think that was kind of the scenario for both of us. Like neither yeah. of us were in any way, shape, or form looking for a relationship. Oh, yeah. I was turned off. And we were friends for a couple months before we even, like, had lunch. So it was just kind of like God was like, all right, here you go. It's time. You're about to go through a really tough season, and you're going to need each other. So (laughs) for real, (laughs) let me just go ahead and and throw this together. But, yeah, Uh, definitely think that he did, Jordan. Uh, Lauren Johnson says, how do y'all keep God first in your relationship? Well, I mean, it's the foundation. Like, God is love. And if, like, we don't have that relationship with God first, then our relationship isn't going to work. And it's got to be rooted in, you know, something that's more than ourselves. Uh, Because if you don't, it's really easy to be selfish and self-focused. And, you know, there's give and take. You know, it's not all one way. It's a two-way street. Um, So, yeah, it's just, like, we don't really have a, a choice in that if we want to be successful that's just how i feel Obviously, yeah. other people are gonna feel differently but you know um yeah it's got to be rooted mm-hmm. in, in god if it's gonna be real yeah and i mean there's there's other like personal choices that we'll like not like really dive into but i think him and i are both on the same page as far as like what are you know choices are for certain things in our relationship and things that we like do do and don't want to do and like how we like well counterbalance each other out like you have strengths and weaknesses that are different than my strengths and weaknesses and it's kind of like like in the bible it's like the armor bearer you know had protected the king same thing yeah for sure but yeah i mean we also serve at church too which i think really keeps us like sort of rooted in making sure that we're yeah that and just seeking advice from Solid couples around us. Yeah. Who are also rooted in church. Mm -hmm. That godly counsel and wisdom from other people, for sure. Um, Sherry says, do y'all spend intentional time praying with each other? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty simple, yeah. I do it like separately as well. I pray for every day. I thank God. I thank the Lord Almighty (laughs) for bringing me this sweet Brooke Taylor. (laughs) Swipe Brooke Taylor. And it's, I think when, you know, hopefully in the future we are, you know, living together and like being more present around each other all the time, we'll like spend more time like praying with each other. Yeah. It's easier to do it in person than over the phone. Right. But, um, I mean, we do, there's been certain times in our, you know, relationship where something has happened and then like the other person just starts like immediately like praying over the other person. Yeah. You've, there's been multiple times you've been sent like text message prayers. Yeah. He'll be like having a day and then I'm just like, I just write it out. Like you don't have to like say it out loud to to pray it. So I'll just those write it down. Yeah. So yeah, we do. Um, Cassie says for both, what is the sweetest thing the other has done for you thus far? 
Go ahead. No, you go first. I, I went, went first, first last the last couple times. No. Yeah, I did. Okay. Well, <laughs> there was this kind of goes along with like praying for each other because there's this one time we were at my apartment and I was like having a panic attack of some sort. Like I was just like really wound up. I was like really short of breath and like I was just like really upset about something. I remember I was crying and I just like was just having a moment. And then like out of nowhere, like Andrew's hand is just like on my shoulder and he's just like praying out loud like for me, like praying and just basically like casting away like any like fear or doubt or anxiety or that I was like going through and like just having a relationship where somebody like I don't know has those has that foundation in Christ that you do and just just I don't know it was just like such a sweet moment where I mean everything was just like better I don't know like I just like could take a deep breath and I stopped crying and I just like felt so much better I mean that's just like one of the sweet things like sometimes like you'll leave a cute note or like I don't know, like you'll just, you know, just randomly send me a sweet text message that just says like, I love you or like, hey, I love you. I don't know if I told you that today. It's just like there's several sweet things. But I think the one that stands out the most is like that one time I just remember I was just like feeling the weight of something that was going on at the time, which I can't even remember what it is now because it was so <laughs> insignificant. No, I don't remember. But you just like praying over me at that moment was just like which was a challenge because like, I don't like doing that no you hate it I hate talking he hates loud. praying out loud I'm just not it's just uncomfortable for me but it was it was really sweet yeah the sweetest thing that you've done probably lied about having a car and coming to the airport to pick me up <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding um there's been so many different things like most recently like we went to the apple orchard and you took the time out of your day before like you went to work to make applesauce because I like applesauce as you can tell like food is a big thing that like wins me over but yeah like it's just if I'm having a long day and she knows I've had a long day and like we're supposed to hang out she like make food or you know just is a lot more flexible than a lot of people would be and she's just like been there for me through a lot and just as simple, like, just being there and just, you know, if she's having a, a rough day or whatever it may be, she'll, like, pick up the phone and call me and just, like, listen or, you know, show up. Or whether she's got to hop on the train and, like, hang, come hang out with, uh, like, when my family had their thing with my uncle passing away this summer. And, like, just being there and being present in my family as if, it, like, it was her family. So, like, there's been a lot of different stuff. But those are just a few. You're so sweet. I love you. Oh my gosh. No. <laughs> um, uncomfortable. Okay. What'd you say? <laughs> so I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Craig says, what is your favorite part about Brooke working for Big 95.5? Dang. Or iHeartRadio. Whatever. Dang, all the All of the part, above. Mm -hmm. My favorite part. Craig, you're probably looking for like me to say like, oh, meeting all these cool celebrities and like hanging out. Like I got to hang out with Morgan Wallen this weekend. He told me to grow a mullet. Brooke, no. Brooke shut it down. Nope. Morgan, if you're listening, I'm brilliant. I'm, all it. I'm <laughs> please, just kidding. Please God. No, but Craig, honestly, though, uh, my favorite part about Brooke working for 95.5 is seeing what she's doing with her platform, like making something out of nothing like this podcast, for example, is really cool. Like uh, the fact that you're taking the time out of here to listen, um, to, to see like the word that she's sowing to people and like, whether it's, you know, the simple little Instagram stories where she's like, hey, you have a better day. God loves you. Or, you know, 
uh, like I said, like doing a podcast to, you know, tell you that, Hey, things are going to be okay. Or just seeing like how much fun she has with it. Like, and how people like you guys who are listening, like are so excited to see her. And she's genuinely like excited to like see you and talk to you at events and shows and, and kind of like a lot of people take the platform and you can, you can, you know, feel however you want to feel about me after saying this, but a lot of people take this platform and then they get really selfish and self-centered about it and they use it to their own advantage. And she's taken this platform and she's turned it around instead of being all the attention on me. She puts all the attention on you people. And it's really cool to see how she's doing that. And that's why this is just the beginning for her. And I know that this is just a stepping stone in like the long journey. So it's really cool to see that this step is the big 95 and what she's going to do. And this is just the beginning here. So that's probably my favorite part. I receive all of that. Dang. So fun. Well, on that, me working for, you know, a radio station and what I do for a living, Veronica says, are you intimidated by Brooke's career and success? No, (laughs) I looked at this question and this is the one I was most excited for. If you are a guy and you are intimidated by your girlfriend being more successful than you, you have to put your pride on, on the shelf, homie. And you need to realize that you should be her number one fan. I'm your hype man. There, <laughs> really ain't, there is nobody that is going to blow more smoke and hype you up more than me. <laughs> I'm going to cheer you on. Don't matter where we're at, who we're with. I hype you up. You really do. Yeah. I'm the number one hype man. Like, you ever watch the Anwan Street Ball Tour? Nope. That's like, okay. Anyway, but they're like playing street ball. And there's always dude with the mic like, oh, 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 got him. And like, just like spin during the whole game. And that's what I do. Like, oh, look at Brooke go. She's dope. Like, dad, that's my girl. Your job is to hype her up. Give her confidence. Don't tear her down for being better than you at something or being more successful at one point in time. And Veronica, if you got somebody who's not hyping you up, then you better do something about it. <laughs> <laughs> do something about it girl yes find you a hype man girl yeah seriously though we're <laughs> but, we're but a team yeah, yeah you're you're the, you're definitely like you've never once ever made me feel bad for what i do no and there's been will. so many times where we've had plans or we've had to do something and i'm like oh sorry this last minute thing came up or hey i'm gonna be at work late tonight or this weekend i can't do anything because i've got a show this day and i've got to do this and you've never once ever made me feel bad for that and that's, never will that's not my position. It's the best. I'm your hype man. Andrew, the hype man. Yeah. I love it. Bear, bear, bear. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Benjamin says, how do y'all keep God the center of your relationship? I think we kind of touched on this with Lauren's question about yeah. keeping God first. Just, yeah, it's just being rooted in faith first. God is love. I have to be rooted in God before I can love other people. So, so true. Um, Riley, this one is specifically for you. Yes. What is your biggest struggle in life after baseball? So for those listening, Andrew played pro ball for two years. He's played in college in Wisconsin. Yeah, Whitewater represent. Yeah, UW Whitewater, Warhawks, Go Hawks. <laughs> um, We're the best at everything. You played pro ball for two years and then you had to stop playing. So if you yes. want to tell a little bit of that story and then you can answer that question. So... Um, yeah, I played in college. Well, I shouldn't use the word played very much. I was hurt a ton, so I didn't really get very many opportunities because of injuries and what have you, my own decisions, um, stuff like that. Went off, was able to play, luckily, for two years um, in the Frontier League. 
um, in independent baseball. It's still professional ball, um, but we weren't like owned by anybody. So we were out there. A lot of guys like me who were hurt or had gotten released who were trying to get back into affiliated ball. And unfortunately, I've gotten to the doorstep many a time where it was like right about time for Andrew to get picked up or, you know, right. Andrew's starting to finally put it together and then I would get hurt for one way or the other. It was, it was really frustrating. Um, but the biggest struggle since baseball has ended is trying to figure out who I am what I want to do, where I want to go. You know, um, it was like an identity. I was Andrew, the baseball player since I could walk every time somebody saw me like, Hey, Andrew, how's baseball going? You know, Hey, Andrew, how's this going? It was always like, I went to school to play baseball. I didn't go to school to go to school. And like, I was, everything was around baseball. I wouldn't do things because of baseball. I quit football my senior year of high school so I could play baseball in college and not risk injury. You know, everything was centered around baseball. That was my life. That was my drive. Like I knew of Jesus, but I didn't know him while I was playing because I was more focused on me and it was more like a, Oh yeah, like he loves me. He'll make me good at this. Like I'll do well. But uh, the biggest struggle, like I said, is since baseball is like trying to figure out where I fit. Cause right now it's like, there's that real cliche thing. Like athletes die twice. It's like one when you're done playing and second when you go to heaven. Right. And I've had to like process like I had that grieving period where I'm trying to figure out who I am outside of, of baseball. Cause I was wrapped up in it so much. And it was just like the glue that held me together. So it's been a rough year trying to figure out my identity outside of it. And obviously like I've had to dive into my faith a lot more, which has been really cool and seeing where, how God has showed up in my life. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like the biggest struggle is, is just finding, my place and I'm still dealing with that now just trying to figure out you know what do I want to do for a job um what do I want to you know instill like goal wise like what is my goal here because then when you're playing ball everything is set out for you you know you're training you're you're eating well you're you know you're focused on training for that next season for that next game and then once you hang it up for the last time there is no next anything you know it's just the end and it's really easy to get wrapped up in what was and not what is and what's going to be. Um, so that's been like, it's been like a three headed monster of uncertainty. That's been the biggest struggle. Um, but yeah, I would say like identity, uh, like who I am, what I am, what I like to do. <laughs> Cause like everything was wrapped up in baseball. I don't even know what I like to do outside of baseball besides lift weights you know, it was, that's what, that was it. So, and now I'm trying to find that, like I'm trying to figure out what job, cause I never thought I, I, I work in sales now and like, it's not my cup of tea. Like it is, it, I thought I'd like it cause it's competitive, but I'm not really a sales guy. Um, so it's like trying to find out what job I want to do now that baseball's over. And I think I've got it. I think I want to coach and work with kids and, you know, have an influence and help them be strong where I was weak. And, um, yeah, it's just trying to find where I fit in and who I fit in with. Well, and I always tell you too, like, I mean, for those listening, like, I'm 30, you're 26. Almost 27. Well, yeah, but you're, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like if I rewinded my years to like 26, like, re- rewind four years ago, like, you got time. Like, yeah, but like, there's a difference because, like, you knew what you wanted to do. Like, everything, I, I didn't go to school to like study, I went to school to play baseball. You know, and I took, 
I actually did get a degree in what you got a degree in. I just never wanted to invest and sacrifice enough to go on the path that you took to get where you're at. Mm -hmm. My sacrifices got me to where I got in baseball. And then there was nothing, you know, outside of that. So, you know, when a lot of people, if you were an athlete, you know, when you spent times in internships and, you know, you spend times at jobs fair, job fairs and, you know, all that stuff. I never went to any of that. I never really took my grades seriously, which I regret now because I got into a job market and I didn't have any skills that set me aside from anybody. I didn't have anything, you know, outside of sales because they just want people, you know, they got to fill seats and, you know, it, it's like a, they, they appeal to athletes like me cause it's a competitive and you have a chance to be really good at it, you know? Um, so it, it was kind of eye opening, but it was all kind of too late and I'd never really prepared for anything. Cause in my mind I was just going to play baseball forever. Like I didn't picture a day that there wouldn't be me playing ball. Um, so it's just like, yeah, it's just been a struggle to figure out where the pieces fit. It's like you take a, a puzzle and you dump it on the floor and now I'm trying to pick up each piece and like this one goes here and this one goes here. Yeah. And luckily I found you to help me kind of put those together. Mm -hmm. Um, because a lot of times I just wanted to flip the table and give up and just kind of do whatever and be miserable. But, um, yeah, that's been, that's been really it. Yeah. Just trying to find well, and who like, I am. Right around the like time you stopped playing baseball. That's when we like basically like met. Well, yeah, because like I, I quote unquote retired last September when I was done playing, but I was in really good shape and I had it in the back of my mind. And um, I brought one of my teammates to work with me at my first job. And we were like talking, we were sitting there like one day and we're like, dude, this sucks. <laughs> like, yeah. Sales sucks. Like we should just, you know, it couldn't, it's only December, you know, we could start tossing now. We could be good by spring training. We can go, you know, go after it again. And like, I, it was always in the back of my head. So I never like told myself, Andrew, you're done. I always like, I figured it, but I didn't tell myself I was done. I was like, ah, oh, this is probably the end. Um, but I never really came face to face with the end. I always put it off. I was like, oh yeah, I'm probably done, but I'll see how I feel, you know? And, and that's how it was. But then I got really, really sick and it was, that option was taken off the table. And I feel like that was a blessing and a curse a blessing because I probably would have been stupid enough to go try to do it again and put myself even in like a rougher financial situation. But a curse because it sent me down <laughs> quite a winding path because I was now I couldn't lift weights, which was what I love to do. You know, I saw all my buddies going off to spring training and playing and I couldn't literally couldn't do anything. I could barely go to work. I would be so exhausted like physically because I just had this infection in my chest that would not go away. And then they shot me up with a bunch of like antibiotics and stuff, which threw my body for a whirlwind. And I was dealing with anxiety all the time, panic attacks out of nowhere. I never dealt with them before. So it's like, it just all hit at once with that. And I had to try to process so many things going on all at once because that was never my plan to begin with. And I was always looking forward to something, you know, in, in high school, I was always looking forward to, forward to, oh, my sophomore, my junior, my senior year. Then after my senior years, I was always looking forward to college. I was like, oh, college will be better. I'll go. And then I just ruined a bunch of opportunities there because I was selfish trying to like step on other people and just to get and grab and claw and try to scrape my way by and get in the positions that didn't work. 
And then I finally realized that's not how you treat people <laughs> uh, before. And it was already too late at that point. And then I got to pro ball and I tried to do it a whole bunch differently. And I was, you know, I wanted to be a better teammate at first than, an, you know, than a player, which was awesome. And like I've met and have friends that I'll have forever because of it. But it was like always bittersweet because I would get right on the brink. I'd be doing well and then boom, I'd blow a hammy or I'd separate a rib, which was the most ridiculous thing <sighs> and the most painful thing in my life outside of my elbow. But like it was just one thing after another. And I always kept putting it off and I never really came face to face with the end until this year. And it's been, it's been hard. Cause like I said, it's, you die twice. You die when you're done playing and you die, you know, <laughs> when you leave earth Yeah. and just processing that whole figuring out like, okay, Andrew, the baseball player is dead. Now what do I want to make myself right. or what, like, what does God have for me? I shouldn't say, what do I want to make myself? But like, what has God given me to use um, for people around me, you yeah. know, like the story of the talents in the Bible, like he's given me five talents. What am I going to do with it? Or am I going to be the guy with the one that buries it underground? Like, Hey, I had this the whole time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that's been the biggest struggle for sure. Mm-hmm. is just the uncertainty and trying to figure out who I am and what I am and where I want to go. Yeah. And like throughout this whole time too, it's like watching you walk through just like a season of like valleys and like having to be faithful and know that like God has a plan for you and like you'll have your good days and you have your bad days. And it's just like, you know, always having somebody, I'm not like tooting my own horn and being my own hype man right now, but like making no. sure that you have somebody and a counterpart that's going to 100% build you up. Just and make surrounding sure- myself with like you, uh, people at church, um, family. Cause like it's been one thing after another. Like I had to deal with my own stuff. Then my uncle passed away. I switched jobs. I did a whole list. Like it's been one thing after another that's yeah. been changing this year. Um, so yeah, it's just been a huge struggle cause it's like turning everything upside down, shaking out all the, and then putting an empty box down and then yeah. trying to figure out <laughs> what, what do I keep? What do I get rid of? What do I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like how do I learn from this? You're going to figure it out, babe. Yeah. Sorry for my long-winded twisting story, <laughs> but that has been definitely the biggest struggle. For sure. Um, we have a couple more questions. Julia, I think she's just kind of looking for some advice. She says, I have a real hard time right now. My boyfriend, who I gave the world to, cheated on me. Do you have any advice on how to cope? And I figured I'd head this one up because <laughs> your girl knows what you're going through. Um, the hardest thing to do like when it comes to dealing with a relationship obviously the, where someone's not faithful is the hardest thing to do is forgive that person and I feel like you're never going to move on because you're always going to have this grudge and that's not even just like in a relationship like with a significant other like there are times where like you know my sisters and I haven't been talking because we got in this huge fight and like one of us is always holding on to something so I guess like my advice to you Julia would be to you have to forgive that person and it's going to be one of the hardest things that you do. But, um, I put together a couple, uh, scriptures that you could sort of go along with, um, Ephesians four thirty one and 32 says, get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander along with every form of malice, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ God forgave you. So, just think about like all the things that you've done in your life, all of the sin that maybe you've like committed or things that you've done and like no matter what you're forgiven. So it's kind of like having that forgiving heart like he did where 
no matter what anybody's done with you, like no matter how much you've given them, you have to forgive them. Um, there's just, there's just no other way to cope or to get over it. And then also in Colossians three thirteen, it says, bear with each other and forgive one another. If you have, if any of you has any grievance against someone forgive as the Lord forgave you. So I would just say like one, make this decision to let go. You know, things don't just automatically go away on their own. They'll always come back up. But if you make that decision to let it go, like it's gone, you don't have to deal with it anymore. And then two, like, express your pain like it's okay to grieve like it's okay to be upset about something don't hold it in because that's something that this guy over here Andrew likes to hold everything in he doesn't yep. like to talk about stuff nope but you got to let it out there you've got to like talk to somebody that you you know you trust and let them know how you're feeling and um you know talk let it out it. yeah you got to talk about it call it as it is yeah it's just you just got to name it like yeah you're so- you're hurting that's pain you have to talk about it i'm not saying like whine about it you have to just talk about it like hey i'm hurting this is why i'm hurting right don't keep going and on and on about it but you need to talk about it right well and like from personal experience i've always gone through a situation where like i'll talk about it and be like yeah it's it's fine it's not bugging me like it it doesn't hurt like i've even done this with stuff that's happened recently with me to andrew i'm like yeah it's fine i don't it's not bugging me at all and he's like i see right through it he's like i know that you're hurting I know that this is, it's like a dagger in you right now. So just talk about it. Like you said, like say exactly what it is. Like you're feeling pain. You're, you're hurting from this, but also focus on the present. Like don't like rewind your, your thoughts back to what happened or. Yeah. You can't let it grow. You got to think about it like a garden. You can't let it take root because the longer that you focus on it and you, the longer you water it and you feed it, the stronger and like worse it's going to grow. Right. Yeah. And then the the last like part of the like equation, I guess, is just like you've got to forgive at the end of the day. You have to have that forgiving heart because the second you forgive that person, it's gone. It's squashed. You don't think about it anymore. Yeah. Because the one thing about grudges, especially, is like you carry this grudge against a, a different person and that person doesn't even know and isn't affected by it. So you're wasting all this energy and exhausting yourself, beating yourself up, focusing on something that's not affecting anyone else. Right. So good. Wow. You're such a good advice giver. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, um, um, I hope that helped you. Um, by the way, Julia, um, she sent me a direct message on Instagram. I remember talking to her too. She was really sweet. So forgive him, Julia, and move on because you're meant for more. God's got something great for you. Um, and then we've got one last question. <laughs> This was not the only person who asked this, by the way. It was like 17. I get it all the time. I'm like, go ahead, fire away. Patty, my mom, was one of the people who sent this question to. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And then my friend Jen was like, hey, uh, can you tell me when this is happening so I can buy a plane ticket? It was really funny. But anyways, Ben says, when's the ring coming? I'm not going to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) That's not how this works. Well, and I don't even want you to like talk about this question either because like, I mean, obviously you and I were dating with the intention to like for the long haul, like we're not just dating to date. That's not something that we're, you know, we came into agreement like this is it, like this is what's happening. Yeah. Um, But I told you straight up, like whenever we started having the talk of like our future, I was like, I don't want to know. I don't want to know when it's happening. Yeah. I don't want to know what it looks like. Like You're I don't, never gonna know. I don't want to know anything. You're not going to know. So anything. Ben, I'm sorry. I, I don't know. I don't want to know, but it'll happen one day. Maybe. I'm kidding. <laughs> <Rude>. <laughs> I'm kidding. But yeah, maybe one day. 
Um, yeah, that's question. That's the last one. That's it. You've survived your first Blessed with Brooke podcast. How do you feel? Um, I feel fine. Feel good? Like you got a lot off your chest today? I mean, I guess so. But like, side note, this has been about 38 minutes worth of stuff and you haven't picked up your phone once. I'm so proud of you. Because you yelled at me the first time. <laughs> Andrew and I both have a, a love relationship with our phones. It's disgusting. So. I hate this thing. <laughs> I hate that thing, the new screen time thing where you get a notification. Yeah, I don't want them to tell me how much I'm on my phone. It makes me feel terrible. Yeah, I like, think that's what it's there for. You average four and a half hours a day. Like, oh, sweet. You want to <laughs> know why? Never mind. I probably shouldn't say that I hide in the bathroom at work during, like, for t- <laughs> 15 minutes at a time to get away from the phone. Goodness. <laughs> goodness. All right. Well, I always end my podcast in prayer. So would you like to pray? I mean, we can both do it. You can start. A little dual prayer? You can throw up the alley and I'll bring it home for the oop. All right. Sounds good. (laughs) Okay. Let's pray. (laughs) Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for allowing us to come together here on this podcast to share our, I guess, relationship wisdom, if you will, and some of our story, God. And Lord, whoever's listening to this right now, anybody under the sound of our voices, Lord, whatever they're going through, whether it be in a relationship or trying to seek a relationship, God, I just, I pray that you'd give them patience and that you would just instill them with all of the wisdom and the courage that they need to go throughout a relationship, Lord, and that you would just be present in the relationships and be present in the conversations that they have with other people, God, and that they just be intentional with their relationships and not just date to date, Lord, that they're dating with intention to uh, please you, God. Guess what you got? All right. Thank you, Father, for the ability to have something as a podcast um, and giving us a platform just to talk. Um, Not that cool, I promise, Um, but I hope that what you gave me to say today and what you've done in my life will affect somebody who is listening, you know, even if it's in the slightest way. Uh, Father, you know, all of our hearts, um, me and Brooke, as well as everybody that's listening, you know exactly what we need. So I pray that you would surround us with the people we need, with the friendships, uh, the brothers, the sisters, um, just the rock that we need to build our life on is you, Lord, and that you would bring us people who will help push us in that direction and not pull us from it, Lord. And that you just keep growing and doing as you will in our lives as we would walk and take each step open and available to what you have. Lift this all up in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I love you. Love you too. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, I'd love for you to subscribe to the show right here on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you're listening to the podcast. That way you never miss an episode and I hope you have a blessed week.